bang, bang. Is your idea of a nice night out to dinner just dining in at your local KFC? Do you go op shopping because it's thrifty, not because it's trendy? Well, it sounds like you need to get your fucking money up. If you sign up to bet with Joel, you will get the best in sports betting advice every day. Okay, so Joel was a professional sports better for the, the better part of a decade and he cleaned up. So he has been uh, blacklisted from all bookmaking websites, you, you know, like Sportsbet, Ladbrokes, Bet365. None of them want anything to do with him because he cleaned house. Now he's bringing his expertise to you. You can download the Bet With Joel app, go on the website, www.betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. That's P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50 to get 50% off your first week or potty 30 to get 30% off the NBA package, the most winningest package in the Bet With Joel system. If you follow the system to a T, you will end up in front. You must follow the system. The, the app makes it easy for you to follow so you can follow the system to a T and uh, see exactly what your winnings are, when they are, why they are, okay? So sign up to Bet With Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty and to promo code potty exclusive 50, that's potty exclusive 50 or potty 30. Both of these are great discounts. Potty 30 is for the NBA package only and uh, Potty Exclusive 50 is for 50% off your first week on any package. Also, uh, sponsored by Phoenix Fitness, that's FNX Fitness. Now, you know, we're in the middle of the summer. It's too late to get your beach body if you didn't get it already. And if you're one of these cats walking around looking like shit, dropping ice cream down the front of your shirt and it lands directly in your belly button because now your belly button actually faces the sky because you're so fucking fat, okay? You need Phoenix Fitness. You need to get some fitness attire. You need to get some supplements. You need to get your shit together. So go to the link in the episode description or the link in the Welcome to the Potty Instagram bio and enter promo code WTTP, that's WTTP, for 15% off all orders. If you want to support Welcome to Potty directly, go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and uh, buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt. These motherfuckers are butter soft. I'm telling you, butter soft, room temperature butter. You want to get, you want to get your your uh, t-shirt ASAP because I'm telling you this if you're out if you're outside you know bus drives by you it's real comical it it splashes it splashes you with all this dirty water dirty foul garbage water out of the gutter that's just gonna slide off this shirt this shirt's too soft to get dirty bro you need to clean your glasses bang use the shirt you know you get in a fight, raise the shirt up. That motherfucker gonna feel like he's punching a pillow. Okay? You need, you know, you need some some damn counseling. Talk to this shirt, bruh, because it will not be sassy back to you. It's soft as a motherfucker, bruh. You understand what I'm saying? Get it on get it unsourced t-shirt. It's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. Uh do you like coffee? Go to Bung Bung Coffee. Dot com and get yourself 
that bong bong coffee. We got the bong bong beans. We got the bong bong ground coffee. We got the bong bong coffee keep cups. Understand? Get in there. Bong bong. Um, you know, until the end of February, why don't we use the code BLM? BLM. And uh 10% you'll get you'll get 5% off your purchase and 10% off your of your purchase will go uh to the Black Lives Matter movement. Think about that. And one more thing. I've got a fringe so- show coming up with Zach Watson and Gene Lewis. It's called Who Killed Santa. It's coming up this March 9th through to the 14th. It's going to be great. It's going to be funny. It's going to be good MF and time. You understand me? So uh, go to the Fringe website and look up Who Killed Santa. Buy your tickets right now. And why don't we just go ahead and start the show? Welcome to the Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain. I'm here today with Joel the Genius Williams from Bet with Joel. How you going? Good man, always an impressive introduction you give yourself. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I had the time, I'd, you know, write out a few a few more for my guests, but they just get one. They just get <laughs> It's a good one, man. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, good to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's been a while uh, between drinks. Yeah, I think it was um, probably back. 2019. It had been 2019, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably almost two years now. It was probably mid 2019 yeah. when we first got started. You had me on. Yeah. And when did and when did Bet with Joel launch officially? It's literally. Uh, it's going to be two years this month. So. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. Two year anniversary. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know you've already in a young business had to face one of the most unpredictable things of all time, being um, the coronavirus. Yeah, it was a it was a unique year. I mean, you wouldn't think anything could stop sport, but uh, COVID did. So we had our own unique challenges last year with sport coming to a halt completely. Yeah, um, we actually paused the service completely for three yeah. months last year. So that was interesting. And then even when we got back to it, it was kind of you know games called off, uh, rescheduling. Um, it was, a, it was a strange year. Even with um, like the NBA in particular, that's the sport I follow the most, but mm. the the Black Lives Matter stuff, like Milwaukee didn't play, then a bunch of other teams decided that they weren't going to play. Then the league almost, after starting up in the bubble, almost <laughs> shut down because of social issues. Oh. It, just an absolute mess. It felt like it never ended last yeah. year. And we're always like, is this for real? Yeah. And, you know, all we want to do was our job and keep making money and, and making our members money it was it was really difficult but we got there you know we, we had a positive year um which was good it wasn't quite as good as our 2019 for obvious reasons yep. but um you know we've got the nba back how we love it um and you know we're already starting well in 2021 so it's exciting yeah and a lot of um obviously every the start of every nba season is huge with with all the trades and um there's been a few blockbusters this year with Westbrook to uh, uh, the Wizards, and the I think the biggest one is uh, Harden to Brooklyn. Harden, 
Yeah, it's big time, isn't it? Yeah. It's big time. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you I, – I don't, I, I don't know if this is giving away secrets, but how, how do you um, adjust your your takes on overs, unders, uh, three-pointers made, all of this kind of stuff when, when you've got three players as ball-dominant as those three, Kyrie, KD and Harden, mm. um, are you taking – are you looking at like average shot attempts per game over their career and like taking that into a account or how how do you do that when there's a trade that seems seems pretty crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just have to analyze the situation. Um, well, you know the situation where they're at, but really need to do the best you can to analyze the situation where they're going and and what they're going to be, what kind of position they're going to be in. Um, you know, usually, you know, markets will be set at a, at a baseline of expectation and you can sometimes agree or disagree with that expectation and then you might find some value there. But sometimes as well when things change so heavily, you know, you see a situation change and then say, for example, Kyrie was scoring so heavily when they first came together, which yeah. was probably unexpected to a lot of people. Then they dropped James Harden's line way back down too far. Yeah, And so you just need to remember who they are and, you know, understand the players, you know, to a, to a high degree and understand that, you know, there are going to be ups and downs of, of in form in all of them. Yeah. And just kind of watch the over-adjustments in the market and capitalise on those when you can. How far did it drop? Because I know, like, at Houston, uh, end of last season, he was looking at about 39, 40 yeah. uh, every, every, every day. Yep. Um, when he first came to Brooklyn, what – what was that line and then when they adjusted it, where did so it go? It was 27-28 yep. when he just got to Brooklyn. Um, we really wanted to watch that play out. Uh, then you might remember in his first few games, he was just distributing, being the nice guy. Yep. Um, wasn't really scoring. He got down. We only bet him once when he got down to a, a floor of 22 and a half. Wow, yeah. You know, that's just too low for James yeah. Harden. Yeah. So, um, we capitalised that day. That's really the only time we've played James Harden since he's been in Brooklyn. Um, you definitely proceed with caution. It's tough with that. Like when there's three guys that dangerous, any one of them can go off. Definitely. So it's like how, how can you be confident in taking – unless you, obviously yeah. you drop that far. Like Nah, exactly. Like a drop that far, sweet, we'll take it. But, you know, when they're all sitting in that mid-20s mark, you are almost raffling a little bit on mm. who turns up on the day. Um, so we haven't played too much around those guys since they've – you know, we've been happy to watch. They've been hugely inconsistent – um, defensively as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're giving up the uh, the most points per game right now. Um, so I think that'll tidy up by playoffs and, you know, they're now a serious contender. And who's the new owner of uh, the Rockets? Uh, the Rockets owner. Because oh, the, their owner went to Philly, I believe. Uh, yeah, Maury. Maury, um, and then they've got this Ryan son? GM. Yeah, yeah, his name escapes me. But, but he's doing a good job over there. Well, man, I mean, when you've got Harden that's was so difficult and, you know, as difficult as he was, you know, he's got some stars there. He's keeping some interest there in Houston. But, um, you know, I think we'll have to see how it plays out. It's kind of a misfit team at the moment. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and going back to coronavirus, so – your the way you sort of dealt with that. Obviously, you've you've got a staff to take care of. Mm. You've got your the your income depends on sports being available. Mm. Sports were not available, but 
there was still racing on and you you dropped a uh, a greyhounds package yeah so what was the decision making um, behind why greyhounds why not um, horses why not harness yeah yeah I mean I know lots of uh, experts across all those fields but um, I have a really close friend of mine who's been an expert in the greyhounds for um, you know as long as I have been in sport you know a decade and um, you know, we met a few years back and I've just been tracking him and coming up to COVID, really interested in what he does because, you know, he builds his own models and all sorts mm-hmm. and um, really intelligent guy. And so when sports stopped, it was kind of, you know, we got all our communications out to our members and I found myself going from like 14-hour days to zero-hour days and yeah. it's just like, wow, you know, you get all this energy and I thought, well, why not? You know, let's let's step into this Greyhounds game and see what we can do and um, – you know, we made contact and worked together and I actually went back through all these old old betting accounts and I could still bet greyhounds. So, oh, okay. So I made, managed to um, wipe them out in racing as well and <laughs> <laughs> in that time and then that was done and, you know, I just – we decided to launch a package together and it's, it's one of the best profit on turnover packages that really I've ever seen. So I always recommend it to all my friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. And is that – uh, is that kind of stuff? Are you looking more at like places or or head to heads? Uh, yeah, it's wins and places. Yep. Yeah, um, probably slightly weighted more towards placing, but you know also win bets as well. Um, we've had probably more win bets go out in the past week, so it just depends mm. um, on the schedule what we're seeing. But it's all based around times and and you know the analysing of all dogs in every race. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and do you do you still have misses? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, still got a missus. Yeah, uh, yeah we um, well, my fiance now. Fiance, yeah, oh, fiance. congratulations! Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't think I saw that. No, no, it was uh, this time last year. So we we went to the states, um, went to the Lakers. Uh, I was actually in the states when they did the Kobe Memorial. Oh um, shit! I was in I was in um, LA. You might have seen that Kobe scarf. I got that outside the Staples Center. Oh, there. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got. Yeah, I guess engaged over there yeah. this time last year and, yeah, we still haven't got hit yet. COVID puts everything on hold. Is this when fine. you met Mike Tyson or was that another time? That's same Same trip, trip. Same yeah. trip. So when we went to um, the heavyweight bout between Tyson Fury That's, and John Day Watt. Yeah, man, that, that, that was the brutal one, yeah, where Wilder, Wilder got cracked. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a Wilder fan so that hurt me a bit. <laughs> they hurt me. I, I mean, I love Fury. I think I, I think he's the better fighter. Yeah. So. Um. I think you know. I think Wilder has that that uh, that crazy right hand, but um, just Fury can move. Like he looks like shit, but he can, yeah, <laughs> he can fucking move. Man. You cannot believe how good a man can box. It you know looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so legit. It's, it's unbelievable. He, he was a great fight to watch. Um. Obviously met Mike that trip and. Yeah, it was cool. That was a cool trip. Yeah. Did you get to have a chat with him at all? Did you tell him yeah. about like bet with Joel and what you do? Well, or? I, I told him I'm a pro pro better, yeah. Yeah. And we spoke about, you know. Do you the, tell you do you fight. tell you that fucking boxing's corrupt? Is he <laughs> no, no, we didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my first question. It should have been maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure his advice would have been like, well, fucking stay away from this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, we had Fury that night, so um Controversially before the match, because obviously Wilder was a favourite heading in, mm. um, so that made the night even better. It was it was a really good, really good night. Yeah, it would have been a bit of a stitch up because I guess 
Oh no, the first one it was a draw, wasn't draw. it? Draw. Yeah, that's right. Um, and no, there was no uh, third fight in that contract. I don't think so. No, no. I mean, Wilder was expecting a a third fight, but it doesn't seem like Fury's going to give it to him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he sh- he has to. But like, who he like the heavyweight heavyweight category is so trash at the moment. Like, who who else is he supposed to fight? Yeah, well, that's it. Just Johnson, you know. Yeah. Um, and. You know, no one else really cares about too much else. Yeah, and then the, like uh, Joshua Ruiz three, like that that wasn't in the contract Sorry, either. Joshua, and then, what did I say? Johnson. Johnson? Joshua. Yeah, Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. yeah. So because yeah, I thought because they Joshua Ruiz are one and one, but there yeah. wasn't a third fight in that contract either, so that might not happen. So like, heavyweight anyone, sucks, man. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares about Ruiz Joshua third because. I think everyone thinks Joshua is much better. So yeah, but I mean, he looked like shit in that fight. He, he just, did. You're right. So yeah, I mean, it's not in the contract. That's the thing about boxing, man. It's all promotion. It's not even about the the fighters. Like <laughs> Conor McGregor and you know Floyd Mayweather are getting you know the biggest. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Or or YouTubers. Yeah, we're YouTubers, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, and Conor fell to to the diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I can't say I. I, I didn't see that fight because uh, I had my old man's 60th that afternoon, but I watched the highlights. You know, he was a long way. You know, he hadn't he'd fought like 40 seconds in three years in the in the ring yeah. prior, so you can't really expect too much different, but there's definitely going to be a trilogy there, I hear. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I, I, read, a, I read an article about um, the case for Conor being the best fighter ever in the octagon and how that's just completely over. Yeah. And it, it is. It is. He's, he's, he's got two – his record's all tarnished. Like, yep. And people that think he's the best fighter are only thinking that because Connor told you so. Like, exactly. They're yeah. fans. They're fans. Yeah. They and respect what he's yeah. done. I mean, he's, he's a marketing genius. He can talk some shit. Spot but on. Like, he's, he's just not what he used to be. And yeah. I, I don't think he – I don't know if he wants to be. I think he's, he's making so much money off of the other side of the game that – The hunger's gone, man. You know, yeah. that killer instinct when he was – Battling, struggling, coming up. He doesn't have that anymore because he, you know, he's living the good life now. Yeah. It's not the first time it's happened to an athlete. No. No. <laughs> um, so for, for people that are look, oh, hold on. Uh, the reason I asked if you had a missus, you're talking about 14-hour days. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I've, I've got a nine to five. I've got a couple of my own businesses. I've, I've. Uh, I do comedy as well. I'm absolutely never home. Yeah, <laughs> we we got a dog during um, coronavirus, and now life's back to normal. So the dog's pretty much my partner's. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> so I got mine a dog five years ago for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of uh, yeah. It's a, it can be a stressful time when you're out and about a lot. Is that how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, like so. Um, it used to be a little bit tougher, but she's a small business owner herself. So mm. she's a naturopath. Um, she's got clients. She's booked months in advance. So she's got her own thing keeping her busy, which is good. So yeah. we kind of come together, whatever time it you know, might be for dinner. And, um, and, you know, we're pretty much buggered and have a chat and go to bed. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely helped because, you know, what happens when they get some free time, right? You know, they, they want to spend it with you and they get yeah. a little bit more demanding. Yeah. 
So it's been good that she's busy, I'm busy, and everyone's so happy. So I need to get my missus to start a small business. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so for people who are looking, considering starting, uh, signing up to a betting service, there's there's a number of them out there. There's a lot of stitch-ups that you get, you know, you get like a Facebook message from somebody saying sign up. There's these these pyramid ones where it's like start with 50 bucks, we win, we go to 200 bucks, we win. Yeah. You, have tw- you have 20 grand in seven bets, <laughs> right? Um, so you've, you've, got, you've got a system which is about managing bankroll yep. um, and finding discrepancies between what your research says and what the lines say through the bookmakers. Now, if anybody follows you on Instagram, bankroll management is preached regularly. Big time. Yes. So yeah. tell me about bankroll, what, what it is. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bet With Joel. I, um, I know what bankroll management is, but tell, yeah, tell the people what it is and why it's so important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bankroll management is... You could be the best better in the world. Mm. And if you don't have bankroll management, you won't win. Yeah. And like that's a – people might say, no, that's not true. It's literally true. Yeah. So I was having this conversation with one of my mates who's very undisciplined and uh, there's plenty – you know, so many punters are. It's, it's fine. It's normal. But, yeah. you know, he's been around me forever and he's that guy that will kind of better stack on this and then not bet for a while and then better stack on this. And I kind of just – you know, I spoke to him about it and bankroll management, if if you don't manage your bankroll, it doesn't matter how lucky you are. This You could be lucky this week, next week, the week after, the week after that. You could be lucky all that time. But if you're still in, irresponsible with your bankroll, you're going to lose it all in the end yep. because you're betting too much on each, on each position. And so, you know, I, I told him, if I didn't manage my bank, I wouldn't be a pro in this industry. Yep. And so... You know, that's something I preach to all our members because if they don't manage their bank, they can't win ever, you know, with, with any service. Uh, you know, I preach and I believe that our service is the best there is in, in the leagues we specialise and I want our members to to do well. And so it really comes down to an education piece and educate educating them the right way because people talk about bankroll and I see other services and stuff talk about bankroll and it's what they're saying isn't correct. And so people use these terms, bankroll and units, but not in the right way. Yeah. And so it's important to have, you know, whatever service you're, you're with, a person leading the way that knows what they're talking about. Because at the end of the day, their, their use of these terms is dictating where your money goes. Do you believe in a maximum amount per unit? Um, no. Do you mean like a dollar figure per yeah, unit? Yeah, because... I'm, I um I got to a point uh, where you know I had a certain percentage of my bankroll that I was willing to allocate per unit, yep. and that through following the system got quite high. Yep. And I did one Cap. bet, and I got I got uh shut down off that app. Right. Right. So right. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't. Um, it wasn't like I had 50 bets on or whatever and I just won them all and it looked sus. It was like a, a single bet 
Um, and the very next bet was you you can bet three cents on this, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to win what? Five point seven cents. So it was it was it was over for on that on two accounts because yeah. I I think I instead of capping my um. You, my so dollar awesome. amount, I just – I let that be malleable per like whatever my bankroll was yeah. and I let it get too high and out of hand um, and I lost my account on two services. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I can't give you an exact formula because every bookmaker reacts differently to every individual account based mm. on that account's history. Um, you know, Joe down the street might have lost 20 grand over the past year. He'll get a lot more leeway with the higher stakes and say – a guy who's just started a brand new account and started winning. So it's really account by account basis and, you know, it's really, you know, the the bookmakers are getting much better with taking good liqu- good liquidity on props, you know, player props and stuff like that because yep. punters now just love to bet them. And so they need that. Um, but match markets, you can always raise that unit size a little bit more, you know, yep. match markets, whether it be Lakers to win or, you know, the handicap minus five and a half or whatever it may be, you know, you can always get a bit more there. Whereas the player props, you know, if you keep that down to about, you know, 100, 150 a unit, you should be okay. Yeah. Um, And if it gets above that, start to spread it across different bookmakers so you can continue to get on. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, uh, Where was I? Um, Your – what's your favourite sport to watch – um, what's your favourite sport to bet on and what do you think you're best at? All right. Yeah, so it's an interesting question, this one. I mean, I, I love the NBA mm-hmm. and I love the AFL. Um, they're definitely my two favourite to watch. Try and split them. You know, you, you just ask me at which time of year and it'll be a different answer, yeah. you know. Um, it might be AFL just, but um, damn, I love the NBA and, and we get so much of it. In terms of um, the best one for us, um, I think we're we're you know elite at both, but I think there's more margin in AFL mm-hmm. because uh, it's really Australia, and so they the bookmakers don't have Vegas, America, you know, all these different huge um, odds making websites to rely on. Yep. So Australia makes the market, and so with that we beat Australia pretty well and our percentages are really good. Um, what's great about the NBA is there's so much volume. Yep. And so we, you know, we're beating global odds makers um, by a lesser percent profit on turnover, but we get to repeat, execute that edge day in, day out. And so when you talk about units made per year, you know, they're pretty similar. Um, but on AFL, it's just over less bets. Do you think bet with Joel – has an effect on the market we we do and we we did more um when i guess prop betting was was less common now they're taking more liquid um in terms of match markets we even do yeah probably now um particularly in you know the nbl and stuff like that um you know i think bookmakers are beginning to probably respect what we're doing and sometimes that does have an effect but in saying that you know if you're betting um nba match markets which we have a package just for that you know global markets you're going to find that you know you're going to be able to always get on at the price quoted as long Mm -hmm. as you don't come back five six hours later which the market will have adjusted anyway usually yep yep 
Um, I always, before joining your system, I always thought that NBA was the most dangerous sport to bet on. It was my favourite because like basketball was my life, but yep. there's so many games. There's, there's you know, uh, back-to-backs. Uh, there's uh, injury management. There's just there's so much that goes into it that you can you can literally be playing uh, following a player that goes and gets forty four points, then ten points, then mm. twenty points, then sixty points, and it's just yeah. I always found that it was so dangerous. There definitely is a, a, a high aspect of you know you need teams to rock up, and sometimes in the NBA and players they play so many games you just get a day they don't rock up. Yep. you know what I mean. They don't perform to expectation. It's just an off day for them. Um, but the NBA is, you know, it's got its unique difficulties and it's known to be one of the hardest leagues to bet because it's a global sport But and bookmakers are pretty sharp. But, you know, people say this to me often with a lot of sports. They say, you know, do you tip the big bash or oh, that would be really unpredictable and hard. You know, and they say that about all these different sports. It's the same story. If you specialise enough in that sport, that's all, you know, that's where you get your edge. Mm. You know, if I put all my attention over the past however many years into Big Bash, I'm sure it would be just as profitable. But we can't be profitable at everything. And so we pick our specialty. And so I guess that – I always find it strange that people talk about sports being unpredictable um, because I think it's just because it's got the word ga- gambling or betting um, attached to it. Uh we like to call bet with Joel an investment, right? Because yeah. there's, it's not just a guess. You don't have heart in it. It's you know, it's well, you do have you do have heart when your your Try money's it. on the line. <laughs> yeah. But like you're not you're not betting on your favorite player on your favorite team just because that's who it is. You're yeah. betting. You're following a system. It, it is more of an investment, regardless of that. So, what are the similarities between what you do and what a a uh, you know stockbroker or um, day trader does. Yeah, I mean there are definitely um, you know huge similarities that people don't really think of, and like you said, people view betting and they just think gambling. Well, when you invest in a stock, that's a bet. When you invest in property, that's a bet. Everything you do in life is a bet, and we're no different. We make bets every day. And what's different from us? Gambling is putting something and hoping something's going to happen, or you know spinning the wheel at the casino, but Everything we do is calculated and like stockbrokers invest in, you know, and analyse companies and CEOs and acquisitions. You know, we analyse teams and players, situations, matchups, just the same way. Just like them, they identify value and they invest in the company. We identify value and invest in the, you know, the team mm. for, that, for that day. And so what the difference is is, our turnover is so much quicker because the event is over so soon. Whereas they might make a play with a six month expectation on it. Yep. You know, and so that brings, you know, a tag with the industry, but really it's just a unique opportunity. It's almost the, that's almost the exact opposite of what you do because making like a, you know, you might choose uh, the Pelicans to win over 40 games or whatever. Mm. Um, But, to choose an NBA champion before the season starts, unless the odds are like that much in your favour is, yeah. is more irresponsible than anything to yeah. be looking six months into the future. I think uh, I think it's just about 
you know, analyzing the market. And if there's a, if there's a, you know, value in the market, take it, you know, often there's not in those situations, but, um, you know, it's just like with anything, you know, everything should always be analyzed and there's definitely no rule for you can't do this or you can do that, Mm -hmm. or it's better to do this or it's better to do that. Just if you're always analyzing efficiently and effectively, you know, different value propositions will come up one day to the next. And so it's just about finding that value, executing that value, trying to stay unemotional yep. on a daily basis, which, you know. How I many know emotional it, DMs and emails do you get? <laughs> I get some. Yeah. You know, I get some. <laughs> like, it's funny, usually the hugely emotional people perhaps aren't the ones that can stick around. You yeah. know, it's the ones that start to embrace the mentality, you know, embrace what we're doing here, you know, and, you know, they stick to the bankroll. And you don't get too emotional if it's, Two percent of your bankroll on one play, and it, and it goes something goes horrifically wrong. Yep. it's not the end of the world. It's when you start investing thirty percent of your bankroll yep. that it becomes a big, a big fucking deal. Yeah, you know, and, and so that just goes back to bankroll management. Goes back to bankroll management. It goes back to, you know, repeat, execute this edge, and let the returns take care of themselves over time. Yeah, yeah, I guess, and that's a lot of people can, um, like you said, get irresponsible, like like most punters do. You get, um, say, six bets from Bet with Joel, um, totaling maybe 10 units. Uh, and then you put another 10 units on a multi with all those bets. <laughs> and the, the system is, you know, if you lose one or two of these, you still end up in front. But once you start uh, <laughs> multiing them together and there's more chance of losing and you put that many units into your multi, yeah. like it just it, it defies the logic of the, of the system. You just put huge risk on your bankroll because, you know, at the end of the day, and people ask me this a lot, do you recommend multis or not? And I don't recommend against multis if they're with the picks that have edge in them, but it's about staking those multis correctly. Mm -hmm. So if you have two units on five plays, a total of 10 units, and you want to just do an all up with all five, like you're talking about, you want to do 0.25 units. You know, it's got to be a tiny part of your bankroll because there's so much variance in that multi that if you're doing two and a half units on the multi, well, you, you might not hit one for 10 times. Yeah. Um, and so it's about, you know, really just adjusting unit size correctly and, and doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, and when you speak about closing lines and, and beating the market, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, so... Closing lines is something that a lot of people don't understand. And, sorry, yeah, so closing lines is something um, that a lot of people don't understand, the importance of it, you know. Um, I speak a lot about it and beating closing lines. And when bookmakers release markets, you're really assessing really all that they've assessed the market as. You know, they've released, this is what we believe it is. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's correct. All that means is that's their belief. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that you're smarter than they are, you can bet aside because you think they're wrong. So that's what we do. Now, the sharpest people in the world and the the people betting the biggest money, they will bet on when they think the bookmaker is wrong as well. And so that will move markets. And that's why bookmakers move their markets. They're like, we might have got this wrong. The money's coming this side. Yep. Adjust, adjust, adjust until there's equal money coming both sides. And the sharp punters, us, we don't want to back it anymore because we believe they've got it right. 
And so beating closing line is like we've found an inefficiency and the smartest, we've bet it and the other smart guys all around the world agree with us. Yeah. And so then they've, the bookmakers now have the correct line and we have a three, four point edge on the market. Yeah. And so that's when when you send um, the, the bets through, through the app, we'll talk about the app in a minute, yeah. um, you might say – uh, take take this at plus twelve point five. Don't take any lower than uh, ten point five. Yeah, yeah. S- spot on, spot on. So we might have the line at like nine and a half or ten flat. Mm-hmm. They've got it twelve and a half, and we go, you know, stake this now because we believe it'll it'll come in by you know this might be a couple of days before the match. Yep. The markets have just been released. We see a clear discrepancy in the market or something that we believe has been released you know, incorrectly and, um, you know, we'll say take it down to this because our members need to know, Yeah, you know, if it's down to eight and a half, don't, don't back it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how do you, do you have software or something that, that uh, points any of this stuff out or are you just, just all day, every day checking the markets and going through. Like there's so many props on every yeah, it's crazy. game. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so like with the Greyhounds, that's really data-based. And with the with the sport, I mean, we obviously, we've got access to all the data we can get our hands on and it's really anyone can. But if I'm real, like I don't compare the markets to the data to find positions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I guess my skill set and my team's skill set is so unique is that it's not built off a model. It's built off absolute expertise in the sports we specialise. And that's why we can't tip every sport mm-hmm. because we're just so specialised in the sports that we can. And so, yeah, exactly right. And that's why, you know, work so so much And because we have to get through every market manually. Yep. And, you know, we know, you know, we, first of all, you know, in the NBA, say, for example, we don't look at the lines before we've made our own. So we look at the games, the schedule ahead. Uh-huh. And we set our lines for oh, every game okay. and our totals. And so we've got that, we, you know, we collaborate and set our final lines and totals. And then that afternoon, usually, when the games for that day are finished, the lines start releasing from bookmakers for the next day. And we can then compare and see where we believe they've got it wrong. And for, for player props, is, is that a similar process? Like if, if you're talking... Um uh, Danny Green threes. Mm. Do you is that just something that is like sort of last minute? Have a have a look at what a specific shooter is getting given for that game, or are you doing the same thing, putting lines down for players mm. and having a look at the the market? No, it's too, so it's too time consuming to put a line down for every player, mm-hmm. and things change. So we do the the match lines the day before and make adjustments if there's injuries pregame. You know, yep. We make adjustments, and then with the props, we have. It's basically all in the head where we, we know what team's playing, we know what team they're playing against, we know the factors that exist there based our analysis on the game. We basically naturally know because we watch every game every day which factors and which players those factors suit best and in what way, you know. Golden State might be playing Utah, so it's going to lift the pace of Utah because Golden State play faster than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it might really benefit your Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. It might not benefit Rudy Gobert that much, you know, on the inside because, you know, Utah might go small ball. You know, it, it, that's just one example and it's not one that's, that's true. I'm just using that as an example. And so, you know, 
try to use a real example over the past couple of days. Um, it's like today, so, you know, Trey Young missed today. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we had a variety of Atlanta players we could have chosen from. And, you know, usually people might just pick the second best player, John Collins today, you know. Uh, we didn't because we believed that Kevin Herter was going to be the main beneficiary of that that situation mm-hmm. and the matchup. And I'm not sure what John Collins finished on, but it, he wasn't going too well, whereas Kevin Herter, you know, covered his line. And that's the difference. Yep. You really need to have an like innate knowledge and understanding of the game, the players and the situations to to do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you released you released the bet with Joel App like around what six maybe longer months ago. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, about six months late from when we were meant to. It's it was a big process, but it, I think we launched it about six months ago now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's really good. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So instead of instead of you know checking your emails for for your bet with Joel notification, you you've just got the app straight yeah. up. Um and you can you can put in what your bankroll is, you can put in what your unit amount is, you can adjust all of that. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So when um when designing the app, it was all about, well, first making our customer experience as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. But second, really aiding them in the whole, you know, bankroll thing. So they can put in their bankroll, they can put in their unit size, and it can tell them therefore how much how much in dollars for them mm-hmm. they should be betting on each selection. And it's got, you know, performance that they track day in, day out, complete transparency. You know, there's a big thing in this industry and rightly so. How do you verify anyone's results? You know, because people can say they've done this or that. Yeah. And so, and we used to get, um, and we still do, but our only method was getting verified by an accounting agency here in Australia. Yeah. So we went the extra mile then. But at the end of the day, that still doesn't give you know, people don't know that, you know, they don't know. Whereas now our members track every result every day in real time. Hundreds of members, I'm pretty sure, would get found out pretty quickly if we weren't doing the right resulting. Yep. And so that gives complete transparency in the market and people can have complete confidence that at least whatever we show, good or bad every day, it's the truth. Yeah. And I guess it like you need to be aware, I guess, that that the market can change if you're not if you're not on it in time. Mm. So um, when you put out a um, a post that you're up 12 units for the day or whatever and someone's like, I'm only up six, yep. you need to make sure that you can see that, um, you know, this was at the time of notification, this was paying $1.80, you got on $1.60. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it was, it's a real key one. And so, you know, we always give our, you know, to our top members, our black members, we do monthly reporting and investment reporting and all that kind of stuff. But the app allows all our members across all our packages to not only track, you know, our performance as we send it, but if their odds might have changed or they can only bet at one bookie, they can adjust their odds that they got. Mm-hmm. They can um, adjust their unit size. They can, they if they missed a play because they slept in after a big night, they can remove it from their own results. Yep. And then it shows their actual results. And then it shows their actual results compared to the package results. And it's all transparent. They can see everything. Yeah, and that's you know, great. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, before before we let you go, yeah, Super Bowl weekend. This is gonna. Uh, this will be released uh, Adelaide time, midnight, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Right. So it'll be before it'll be the Super day Bowl. before the Super Bowl. 
Um, so Tampa Bay, Tom Brady uh, versus uh, Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Who have you got to win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to win? Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to pick a winner. I'm going to ask you a few questions about that. All right, all right. Yep. I was going to pick a winner. All right, if I just have to pick a winner, I'll pick the Chiefs. Chiefs, okay. But if I have to take a – if I have to take a side of the spread, I'm taking the plus three and a half. Okay. For Tampa. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's tight, man. You think it's tight. Yeah, I don't know. I um I don't know. I like the extra cushion I get with a three and a half. Yeah. I you can't give Tom Brady anything. So anytime he's getting points, I think you've got to take that. That's that's that right. That guy is something else. <laughs> Forty three years old, like <laughs> first year at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Home Super Bowl, uh, unbelievable. I'm just, I'm so hyped for you it. You can't write the book. I might, um, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. I might take a sick day Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn right, you should, man. Yeah. And yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Like that is, this is historic. It sucks there won't be a full crowd there, but I, but yeah, it's going to be, I think, you know, they call every Super Bowl, you know, a game. And I think this will be like forever be like the GOAT game. Yeah. Because when Mahomes is finished, you know, he'll probably be the only one that could even genuinely be in the conversation. Yep. Um, so it's always going to be remembered and Brady knows that. So I'm pretty excited to to see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, they've, they've got half the fucking Patriots on their team. So <laughs> yeah, he knows I mean, them well. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Now, um, do, you have, do you have an inkling for, uh, I guess it depends on the uh, coin toss, but mm. first score? First score, I'll take who wins a toss, but... Yeah, I'll just take who wins the toss, and yeah. we can't we can't bet on that. But um, you know, in terms of you know, first we ha- we haven't analysed the market to a, to a you know in depth degree yet. Um, so I'll have to get back to you on that one. I yeah. might message that one across to you. Yeah, pre Super Bowl. Yeah. I've got um, <laughs> I've got uh, oh shit, I've just now I'm blanking on his name. Um, Running back from the uh, Buccaneers. Which one? Starter. Which one? F- um, b- 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 fuck. What's his name? Well, doesn't matter. No one gets that tip. Um, <laughs> oh, Check man. your account. I'm not even on. Um, on let's just check. Uh, that's going to take too long. Um, yep. All right. I've got. <laughs> I've got I've got Tampa Bay winning. Yep. And I've cool. got Patrick Brady, Mahomes throwing more yards than Brady. I like that. I think I think Tampa Bay has to go the running game to keep Mahomes off the fucking field. Yep. I agree with that. Um and I think I think Kelsey gets more catches than um Hill. Yep. They're gonna be they're gonna be all over Hill. I think Kelsey gets more catches, shorter catches, Hill gets more yards off less catches. I think as well, you know, Brady's so intelligent in exactly, you know, keeping the drive alive. Yeah. Um he might make you know, I think Mahomes is more likely to throw some bigger plays. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't mind the play. I'd take I'd take Mahomes passing yards over Brady. I actually don't know shit about either of their defenses either, so that's that's a bit of a problem for me. They stack up quite quite well, both of them, but Tampa Bay in particular against you know the run. Um, 
So that's that's where it gets super intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a kid from uh, Kansas City in special teams, um, Hardman or something. Hardman. Hardman? Harmon? Harmon. Yeah. Harmon. Yeah. Uh, I've got him – I've got him scoring off a special teams play. <laughs> what, what price are you getting for that? Like 20 to 1. Yeah. I think it's unders. <laughs> but good luck. No, yeah. it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for, yeah. can't oh, wait man. for that one. And yeah. we've got the day off the NBA as well. So um, it's great. It's yeah. Great. yeah. Just, just put the feet back up. And, and now, watch. we're in Australia, so um, we're allowed to actually socialise. Are you doing anything for the Super Bowl? Um, a, a mate of mine's, you know, having a, a barbecue, so I might, I might get around there. It's um, an opportunity for us and our team to get out, get out the office because we're in here seven days. So yeah. um, rather than doing something as a team, it's an opportunity for us to get out and do something. So I'll probably have a barbecue and enjoy it that way. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, at this stage, I'll, I'll be in um, my office, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we'll uh, see about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, did, was there anything? Was there anything you wanted to leave the uh, the listeners with? No, I mean, like honestly, I mean, if if you know you bet yourself and um, you know you're looking for quality picks, I encourage um, you know you to be very careful in the market. You know, we see lots of lots of uh, people offering services out there. It's becoming more and more common and, um, you know, that brings danger. And so, you know, I encourage just, um, you know, the market out there looking for picks just to be super, super diligent when assessing their services. And if they ever want to touch base with me and my team, you know, we're there to help. Yeah. Premium service, you get what you pay for. Don't go to these fuckwits offering $50 packages and – Telling you how many tries is going to be in bullshit like rugby. So um, <laughs> it'll cost you more in the end. Yeah. So yeah, sign up, bet with Joel, uh, betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty slash R E F slash welcome to the potty P O double D Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50, potty exclusive five zero for 50% off your first week subscription. Um, you know, so 50% off, sign up for the most expensive package. Get fifty percent off. See what you get. See what you come away with. At least give it a try, and then lower your package if you if you have to. But you won't want to do it. And with the um, with the NBA season, obviously we bet that every day. Um, we've just started. Um, they've made a heap of units already for um, for your listeners as well. If they want to jump on the NBA season package, um, put in the code Potty Thirty. They'll get 30% off. Potty 30, NBA season package. Potty 30. That's big time. Yeah, huge. All right, well, thanks for your time and uh, having me come into the uh, Bet With Joel office. Pleasure, man. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. It's good to be here. All right, cheers. 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 Baby, welcome to. Welcome to.